Welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast today. We're so excited to spend a little time with you. Uh, I am Lori Boucher, one of your hosts. And I'm Rhonda Corto. And we're just, yeah, we're thrilled to, that you're taking some time to spend with us today. We're continuing in our Mentoring Moments series as we dive into what it looks like to love God. We're going to be pulling um, from the scripture in Mark 12, 29 to 31, with a focus today on loving God with your soul. What does that really mean? How do we do that? In Mark 12, 29 to 31, it says, Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other command greater than these. And so, as I said, we're going to dive in today to talking about what does it truly mean to love God with our soul? That's the command here. That's the instruction. Love God with your soul. And I think this is going to be a really fun and a really interesting conversation today. It is because I think even unpacking what is the soul? What is that soul space? Like even as we were talking about this talk, I was thinking, man, I've never really thought about what is that soul space? How do I love God with my soul? And what does that look like? And how do I define that? Because it's not something you can naturally put tangibly put in front of you, like your mind or your thoughts. What is the soul? So I think it'd be really neat to even unpack what is the soul? So what would be your thoughts, Lori? And what is the soul? Yeah, the soul realm is this realm I I feel like that does have almost like a supernatural feel to it. Like it's not in the natural. You can't see it. It's not tangible. It's not physical. Like even all the other aspects of that scripture, love God with your heart. I, I can imagine what that is. Love God with your mind. Okay, uh, my mind is working every single day filtering all, processing all my thoughts, processing all my feelings. It's very tangible to me. Even my strength, right? My strength kind of, it's a sense of my body, my physical, the physical part of me, but the soul is like this very intangible part of me. Yet, the strange thing is it almost feels like it's the most real part of who I am. Hmm than all of those other physical, tangible things in in a kind of a weird inner sense. Mm -hmm. Like, again, Mm -hmm. this is not tangible. It's not um, natural or physical, but but there's this there's this feeling, this inner sense that the soul realm, this my soul is the most alive part of who I am and Mm -hmm. my and my body. And kind of when I think of the soul, I, I sort of, I don't know if it's a, an imagination, if kind of how I picture it, but I imagine my soul to be the most inner part of who I am, sort of the central, <laughs> this, this, core. yeah, the core, the mm-hmm. core mm-hmm. part that everything else flows through or is affected by or is connected to it's like just this and I almost like picture it in the center of my body like Mm. almost like where my stomach would be like behind that's where I picture it's like in the very center core of my physical body I don't know if it has I don't know if it looks like anything I don't know you know because again I, I do think it's sort of this supernatural space but I also do believe that it is the soul that allows us to connect with God. It is our soul that enables us to connect to that which is spiritual. So 
I, I can't say that categorically. I can't prove it, but that's how I feel and that's what I sense and that's what I see. What what about you? What what do you think of when you think I, of the yeah, soul, your I would, soul? I would feel similar. I think it's interchangeable with almost your spirit. Okay. Because when you think of like my soul will go to heaven or my spirit will go to heaven, very much where God speaks to you, where you speak to God, where those innermost feelings are, how God created when he knit you together in your mother's womb, the breath of God that created you. I think that's the soul that will leave your temporal body and join him in your glorious body. That's not... That's what's in you. That's right. what God created in you. Everything else gets in the way right. of me hearing the soul spirit space. And that's where God speaks. And I think sometimes that's why it can be so hard to hear the voice of God. Because everything else, my mind, my heart, all of that can drown out the the noise and the voices of that. My own flesh, when I say flesh side, can really drown out that soul space where God speaks, be still and know that I am God is in the soul spirit space. And I think even in my own life, as I've grown to know God and grown to hear his voice, that's been probably the most challenging is being able to separate the other voices and be able to say, God, I want to hear your voice because love the Lord your God with the Shema is listening and obeying. It's actually the same thing. When you look back in the history of that word, to listen is to obey. It's not, we've kind of put it in different things. I hear you, but I don't always obey. To God, it's the same thing. If you if you listen to me, you're going to obey. That's how I know you're listening. So I think that's exactly where God is wanting to speak is into that space. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. If knowing, is this a voice of God? Discerning the voice of God because of this exact conversation. We have the heart, the mind, and the soul spirit all speaking, all working, all try to vying for position and vying for the space in our in our life but it actually is where we need to speak to and really center into because that's where god dwells that is where he lives and that is what's eternal inside of us wow you know I, I, I'm pretty sure it was last week, uh, last podcast, we talked a little bit about Adam and Eve in the garden. And, you know, I wonder if one of the curses, I don't think it's implicitly said this way. Maybe if uh, it might be, I, I, I can't remember and I don't have the scripture in front of me right now, but I wonder if part of the curse of the knowledge of good and evil was a, an invitation into that very war, the war between our heart our mind our flesh our physical part and our soul space mm. literally inviting a war in that space like and and even as you say that the crowding out of you know the voices in our mind the voices in our heart our emotions all of those other external things they're so noisy and they're so loud mm. and i feel like as humans and i can fall into this so often in fact it's my first instinct I think I know best. Mm -hmm. I think I know best. I'm joining that club. I right? Feel, yeah. Like I, exactly. I know what to do. I'm mm -hmm. going to make a call here. I'm going to make a judgment call. I know good and evil. I know what's right and what's wrong. Even when it comes to following God, I know what I'm supposed to do. And I begin to do all these things, but I actually forget to engage the soul space of just being with God. God actually is not as interested in all the things I do for him as he is 
in this being space of the soul realm of learning how to be authentically with him because all the doing again just falls into a performance of here's all the ways I'm going to prove to you God that I love you and that I'm following you and that I'm doing the Shema I'm being the obedient part but actually I think often what we do what we fall into sometimes even in faith when we get caught up in all this doing and even in the world, even if it's not around faith, it could just be around successism and performance and like achievement. And I have to go for whatever that next thing is. All of that begins to crowd out that soul space of being. And that's where I think God wants to meet us. Like that's where the revelation is. That's where the intimacy is. That's where the abundance is found. And so it's just so interesting. And I just wonder a part of that curse of like saying, I want to determine Mm. what is right for me, what is wrong, how I want to live my life was this curse to crowd out that very soul being of how we were created and designed to be in communion with God. And oh, I just, I don't know what it would have been like if we didn't have that, (laughs) but I I do, I can uh, relate to the wrestle Mm. of living that out every single day. And it is, like it's a real and genuine wrestle and struggle every single day between, I think I know what I should do and I just go about my day doing, 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 Mm -hmm. doing, doing, rather than like really tapping into, like what does it mean to, Uh, get into this soul space with God and Mm -hmm. commune with him and have intimacy with him and just learn how to find my identity in being and belonging uh, to him. I love that because it really is like when it says love the Lord your God with all your soul, heart, mind, but loving God with all your soul is exactly what you're saying. God created us for to know him relationally. That's why we were created. We weren't created to be doers. He could have created robots. He could have created anything he wanted to just do what he told them to do. He created us to know him and be known by him. And that is in that soul space. So how do we love God with our soul? It's by knowing and loving God, (laughs) by getting to know him and crowding, like you're saying, being willing to let those voices be silenced to say, I want my soul, my spirit to hear you, God. My soul longs for you. Like I long for you. Like I parched in a desert. Like I long for you. And so I think that's the cry because as we've just stated, everything else cries and vies for attention. But that soul is only what can really nourish. And from like, even you talking about that core, it's like once that's nourished, it literally takes care of everything else. Everything else is taken care of, but it's really allowing us, allowing God to go into that place, but allowing us to let go of the doing, let go of the striving, let go of the perfectionism, but to say, God, show me how to love you with my soul and how to hear your voice. And I know some of you may be out there listening and thinking, I don't know how to discern the voice of God. Like, I don't know how to hear God in that soul space. I don't know what that sounds like, what that feels like. And to be honest, it sounds a lot like you. Like it's not always this big voice you hear audibly on the outside. It comes once again from inside. When I hear God speaking to me, when I say that, when I feel like God is speaking a word for me, it's not like I often, it's very few times in my life. I feel like I've heard something from maybe outside God speaking. It's usually from my soul space and it can sound like it. it's my voice. It can sound like from inside, not like my voice, but it's from inside. 
And so that is something that you have to intentionally ask God to show you, to discern, but the fruit of what you're listening to, what God's telling you to do always aligns with the word of God. And I feel like this is a conversation that's I have often with people, how do I know God's voice? How do I test God's voice? Because that is how we know God. How do we love God is knowing God, knowing his voice. And so I think God speak. I want everyone to hear God speaks specifically, individual to each of us. And he wants to speak to you. He wants you to know him in that soul space. And don't be alarmed if it sounds like yourself inside because it's coming from inside or an intuition or a strong feeling, a sense it's coming from the core because that is where God is speaking from and in because it's an eternal spirit space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a good exhortation right there about hearing the voice of God, you know, and it can be confusing and it Mm -hmm. can be difficult to discern because even intermixed in there are our own self-criticisms there, you know, our own ways of sort of um, processing correction and processing truth and processing teaching the influences that are coming kind of from the outside so all of this can sort of be this mixed bag and that is why it's so so important anytime we're sensing that God is saying something that we recognize okay this is just part we hear in part Absolutely. we know in part okay God's giving us a part of a picture a clue like a puzzle piece not the entire picture and I think that's really really important as well and that then that we take time to actually sit in that that we don't necessarily um rush (laughs) especially if it's if you're speaking to us about something big or something that's going to affect a lot of people around us i think we we need to be able to sit in that and really Mm -hmm. discern and really pull our own motives out of you know what it is that we're discerning write it down ask somebody ask someone to pray into it with you that someone that you trust someone that will give you honest (laughs) honest feedback not just someone who will say yeah 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 you know do that go for it or whatever um but we do have to quiet all the other external voices we do have to quiet all the physical in order to really engage this space and i think sometimes we avoid this soul space because I also think this is where um, there is the brokenness. Like mm. there's a there's a brokenness, there's our pain, there's stuff that we want to avoid that kind of lives in this inner core as well. And I think as soon as we quiet and we slow and we get into those, you know, be still and know places with God, all of a sudden the things that we don't really want to deal with, the things we don't really want to um, talk about or confront in our lives start to come up to the surface and it gets uncomfortable. It gets really uncomfortable because again, that intimacy place, that knowing place is a place of being exposed and naked. Like it is that like taking the covers off and standing, you know, without anything with no hiddenness, with nothing sort of (laughs) veiling or protecting you from, you know, the real honest, what is behind that space. And I, I think it's, oh my goodness, humanly, I mean, this is definitely for me, we avoid this 
at all costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, it comes back to Adam and Eve, right? Where are those fig leaves? Get Find me those fig leaves <laughs> I want to hide. Like I yeah. need to hide. I need to get out of here. I am so exposed right now. I'm so uncomfortable. And yet again and again and again, like what do we see and what do we know of the father from the word of God? Like he comes and he literally covers us. Like he, it, it's never meant for humiliation. It's never meant, it's always meant for healing it's always meant so that he can bring us closer it's so that we can be known and so that he can be known and then what does he do he covers us he never shames us he never humiliates us you know it's our it's our very sin and it's our enemy that humiliates us and shames us but God is the exact opposite of that. And so to be drawn into that place, but I know we have to, it goes back to trust, right? We have to be able to trust him in order to let him into those spaces. But honestly, like there's a discomfort, even as we talk about this conversation, because we know that in that place is the most known space of our entire being. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to go there. It's it's so true because when you talk about core beliefs, core, I think once again, we're getting to that core, like those belief systems that we believe that we that God actually gets into and starts to dismantle, whether it's been brokenness that has set up a core belief that has kind of fed this core belief of rejection or this core belief of insecurity or this core belief of, you know, lack of comp, whatever it may be, whatever those core beliefs, religion even. Like, I have to do this for God to love me. I, and it can look so good on the outside. God in the in that soul space goes into the core belief systems that we have set up that we have actually taken and it kind of verifies and fortifies these things in our lives. And I think this is a beautiful thing as we're talking about the soul space where God speaks, knowing the voice of God, even as you were talking, Lori, but we hear in part, the most beautiful gift that we have in front of us is the word of God. I mean, at the end of the day, you just read the word of God. God's speaking. This is his love story to you. You, He is speaking through his word. We actually don't have to hear one more thing. If we just took one chapter and practiced it, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, God, help me to even live one verse out. Like, this is the only verse I need for the rest <laughs> exactly. of my life. If I could do this yeah, one thing. Exactly. I mean, the one we're reading today, right? Love the Lord your God oh. with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's honestly the only verse we, <laughs> if we didn't have any more yeah, of the Bible, nothing. if we just practice to live that one verse, that one instruction, love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. We don't need any more. And it's so true. It's so true. The word of God is God's voice to us. This is the nourishment. This is the food for your soul. This is it right here. The word of God is the food for your soul. And this is what God wants to fortify. But there are core beliefs that God goes to inside of our heart to say, that's not my belief system. That's not my kingdom belief system. So I'm going to dismantle that. But like you're saying, it's very vulnerable. It can be very painful. And we don't like it because you know what? To be truthful, some of my core belief systems work for me. They work for me. Oh, that's so even hard to say. And I kind of don't want you to mess with that fort. It kind of works. It's kind of been a safe place. I've constructed it. And actually, I'm king of that hill. So good God goes there. I'm like, really? I've got to relearn, redo. But the beautiful thing is, God, like you said, does it because he loves us and because he wants to set us free. And those areas 
that he goes to is not to bring destruction, but to actually bring complete health and to rebuild something great. And so just as I kind of, I just wanted to kind of wrap a bow on hearing the voice of God, because I, I, I want it to be really clear that we're not saying like every single day you're going to hear an exact directive from God in this. You could, I'm not saying God doesn't speak. He speaks all the time but he speaks through his word. The most profound is through his word. And if you feel something in your spirit, like I know for myself, I've been doing a practice for many years. I journal. I know not everyone's a journaler, but I journal. But after I'm done writing my prayers, I will just let my pen write what I feel God's telling me. I'll just write it. I'll just let whatever comes to my thoughts and my heart, my soul, write like they say the pen is connected and I'll just write. And if it aligns with the word of God, it aligns with his love, his grace, his truth. You know, that's something God's speaking for. And I do that as a practice into my soul space. So what does it look like to love God? And I guess that's what I'm getting to. We know we're kind of identifying what that soul space, but how do we love God with our soul space? Well, I think there's an intentional practice that we can do to say like, God, I want to hear you in my soul space. I want to love you through my soul space. So part of that is tapping into listening, quieting, and that's how I do it daily. So for some of you listening, you're like, I don't know how. Start it. Take a pen and be like, this is going to be my soul journal. Like, I'm just going to let the pen write. And you might even be writing and want to change it. <laughs> you may not even want to write in the sense of it's like, I love you unconditionally. You might be like, I just want to change that. Like, I don't feel love. No, let it just flow. And then look for a scripture after that. Like, look into the word and say, God, show me. Does this align with your word? Because if you're writing things like, you know, you're unworthy, that like God is not bringing condemnation to your life. Does he bring correction? Absolutely. But you really have to go with what is the heart of what God's trying to speak to you. And even when we talk about discipline, we talk about different things. When God brings things to my, to my heart, to my soul to correct me, because in my journaling, often God will bring things up. It's always out of a place. I love you. I want to free you. I want to heal you. It's not out of you're not good enough you're worthless. It's never out of that place. It's always out of a place of, I want to correct you because I want you to be safe in me. I want you to be held by me. And this is drawing you away into enemy camp. Come back to me, draw close to me. Let me break this off you. That's the spirit that I hear and I feel in my soul space as I'm penning. Even sometimes things that God is realigning, it's out of a place of his heart, from his heart, a father's heart. That's so true. It's a gift. It's actually it's a, gift. a gift to us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like a father pulls a child out of the street because he sees the car coming. Mm -hmm. He sees the disaster, the destruction mm -hmm. that's coming down the road. It's a gift. It's a beautiful it's a gift. gift. And that correction comes as a gift. I love, I just want to touch back on something you said a minute ago about, you know, allowing God into the core beliefs that, you know, we've sort of established into this soul space. Another really word maybe for the soul space is our integrity because mm. it's wow. like, it's, true. it's this part of us that pulls everything together. It pulls all the other pieces together. And the, the, the question I think we need to ask ourselves is, you know, who are we in the soul space and who are we in the physical and how far, what's the distance between wow. those two spaces? That's a good question. Is it, is it, are they pretty close to being the same or is there a huge chasm between who we really are in the soul space and 
kind of who we present ourselves to be in the world or what we believe. But I, I think there's something powerful as we let God into the soul space and we let him uncover, again, even spaces of belief systems, things we've held on to, and particularly the ones we like, yes. <laughs> the ones that work for us. I like how you touched on that because that is, that's challenging. And the longer you are in faith, I think even sometimes the more ingrained, even some of your faith beliefs that you think are right, that you think are good, that you think are, oh no, this is just who I am. This is a part of how God made me. And all of these identities that we form that really work for us, like we we like it that way. We would rather keep it that way. But are we even willing to let God into those spaces mm. to say, hey God, like, I want your way, not my way. Your will be done, not my will be done. I actually trust that you have a better way for me than the way that I have created for myself. And that's, I think, keeping letting God into that place again and again and again is part of how the practical side of how we love God mm. with our soul. We can't actually love God with our soul if we don't let God into our, our mm -hmm. soul space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see today in culture this like push for, you know, self-awareness and authenticity and, you know, like I am who I am and even self-determination and all of these kinds of things. And, you know, if you look across like social media culture or even just how people present themselves, it very much is like, this is who I am. And what's interesting about it is often it is in the realm of the way that I think, so the mind, the way that I feel, so the heart, or even physical things like mm. external things like, you know, how I take care of my body, self-care, da, 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 all of these. So those three physical realms, rarely do we ever see the authenticity of the soul space coming mm. out in and being presented to the world. So I wonder again if there is actually a disconnect between how self-aware and authentic we live based on solely, you know, my thinking, my feelings, and my physical realm of my, my physical body, my health, all of those things that I'm projecting about, this is who I am. If it actually is a mask for, and the space that's staying hidden is the actual soul space, the, mm. the real truest part of ourself that's staying hidden from God, from everybody else. Like it's an interesting thought, eh? Mm. Especially in this time and in this age where there is such a push for this external, you know, do, do, do you know what I mean by that? Do you understand what I'm, I'm trying I to like do. pull out? Yes. And I say that just to say like, you know, even for myself, like I really want to check my heart before the Lord that I don't live my entire existence only in those other realms mm. or where am I even just using wow. those other realms as a self-protection of my innermost core being? You know what I mean? Mm. I just want to, as I'm talking about it and thinking about it, and then also just looking at the way of the world, I don't want to get caught up in, you know, just following that model because I actually think that model doesn't lead to true soul health. It really is the opposite. Like even you're saying when you feed that from the outside in, it actually, it, it's superficial. It doesn't go deep. But when you nourish the soul and deal with that, it comes out of an overflow into all those other areas. 
in complete authenticity and beauty and intimacy integrity. and integrity. The All integrity, of it is tied right? together. Yeah. But you're right. I think it's easy to fill those other things, but it never gets down to the core root deep, deep, deep. It's almost like you're watering something, but spritzing the top. It's not getting to the core bottom of the root system that's actually going to cause the tree to flourish. For a time, you could do it, and it'll kind of keep it for a time, but it's never going to cause the tree or the plant to flourish and grow and bloom the way it's meant to if you don't get to that root system. And the soul really is the root system. And from that, the blossoming comes in the mind, in the heart. It comes out of our lives. But that root system core root that's exactly when you strip it right back the foundation <laughs> we, and the foundation you don't see you don't see the roots you don't see all those things so it's easy to look at the outside and judge and be like oh it looks good everything looks good but is it and that's only where god can go and show us but we have to like you said i love it. you said that we've got to let him in we yeah. got to give that yeah. and that's a beautiful thing that god has even given man we've been made in his image that he asked for permission to come there like that's the heart of love. It's like, I want you to want me there. I want to be invited in. I want the invitation. Everything I have is yours. All that I am is yours. But I am not going to just take over and dominate that. I want to be invited. It's such an awe-inspiring thought that the creator of the universe wants to be invited into this little tiny soul space of Rhonda Corto. But that's exactly how our God feels about every single person. He wants to live and dwell with us. Wow. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm definitely having an awakening moment in this conversation. <laughs> I really am. This is quite beautiful and quite powerful and quite profound because I don't think you can actually be a healthy person without a healthy soul. Hmm. If your soul is not healthy you 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 can project health mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you can't actually be healthy if your soul is not healthy and it just the thing that's so hard about this realization is that our culture and our world system and our world's way of doing things affirms our unhealth every single day it affirms our earning and our striving and our achievement and our success and our external gratification constantly. It encourages it. It validates it. it it's like a never ending confirmation that you are doing the right thing in the wrong way, mm. <laughs> in the wrong way. And we actually like our culture is not set up to value the actual space where true health lies, soul mm. health. It's mm. not set up that way mm. because it doesn't look like the way the world operates. Man, so it is tough. This is a tough, you, you've got to spend time with God and spend time in his word to be able to live this out. It's really, really hard because everything in our society and culture actually will affirm the opposite in us and mm -hmm. confirm the opposite in us. You know, I think about you and I, Rhonda, and like, you know, both of us are wired 
busy. Like we like we like to be busy. We like activity. And if we, we're not busy, we'll make ourselves busy. Yeah, planning something for the future to e- be busy. Exactly. <laughs> like we like the performance yeah, yeah, totally. side of doing yeah. is a real space of identity. It you is. know, for both of us, and we both relate to that so so much. And the hard part about that is that that is so affirmed constantly. Oh, wow, you were so awesome. You did this, you know, da, da, da. oh, I loved when you, nah. you know, and it's so affirmed and it's so constantly validated mm-hmm. in us mm-hmm. that what does it do? It makes you do it again and it yeah. makes you do it again and it yeah. makes you do it again. A core and belief system. Yeah. You're validated. This is part of my identity. But can you imagine like if we actually could live with such an awareness that like, when somebody comes and they validate a part of our unhealth that we could actually say like, no, that's my sickness. Like that's my unhealth (laughs) coming out. Like, do you know what I mean? That we can be that aware that actually, no, this doesn't, this actually doesn't feed the health part of my soul. This actually feeds the unhealthy part of me. Mm. And now I don't believe for one second that, you know, when our soul is healthy, that we're never going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, I think 100% when our soul is healthy, we're still going to do a lot of amazing things, but we're going to do them from the right place, not for the validation of that's going to confirm, I need to do this again. I need to do this. The driver, the, the treadmill of life that, you know, just keeps us always striving for the next, whatever that is. Right. So it is to get into that soul space to say like, okay, God, I, I want to do what you've called me to do, but I want to do it from a place of belonging, from Mm -hmm. a place of being, Mm -hmm. not from a place of trying to earn something that you've already given me. So it's just a different way of doing, but I think it's a really important distinction. It is because from the outside, you may not even know. You can't tell. No. But that belief system can totally be altered and you, you may not know looking at you or I, but we know, we know where it's coming from. And that is, we are so thankful. So even as we're closing up today, what a gift that we have the word of God. And this is the greatest treasure on earth. And this is the beautiful speech that God has given us everything we need in his word to nourish and speak to exactly what we're talking about, our soul space, to realign our soul space for what our identity, our place, our posture should be from. And it is complete dependency on the work of God and the Holy Spirit to renew and to really like be born again in that area, to really be born again, to live in a new way of living, a new life, a new creation, the oldest past, we're new. And that is the work, this is, even as we're talking about soul space, we just wanna close this conversation by saying, this is not something you can do on your own. Yeah, as a human, can you change your thought life? Yeah, you probably can. There's tons of books that out there in the world. Can you change your heart and emo- deal with emotions? Yes, but your, spo- your soul space? No. That is only by the gift of being born again through the Spirit of God that we can hear the voice of God, respond to the voice of God, and have the Word of God read us and transform that root system. And that is where it belongs. We have to abide in God. He says, unless you abide in me, like you can't bear fruit. It's abiding in him. This is exactly what we're talking about it today. Abiding in God, knowing him, being loved by him, walking in that place of integrity in the soul space of loving him is allowing the word to completely take root. So today I want to, we want to challenge you. The word of God is exactly how you feed the soul space. 
And from the soul space, the Lord is going to speak to you and find a way to even capture what God is speaking to you, whether it's journaling, whether it's a picture or a word, whatever it may be, just start to intentionally quiet out the voices and allow the word to read you. We don't allow, we don't go to the word to kind of justify what we want. We allow the word to read us. And so today may your soul flourish in God, because as you flourish in God, your life, the streams of your life will be bountiful and abundant because the abundance is him. The abundance is found in the soul space because that's where his presence dwells. Linger at the table. I want to encourage you, linger at the Father's table where you can hear his heart for you. You can allow his word to root you in so you can be established in his love and his grace. So good, Rhonda. That is so, so good. You know, at the heart of this conversation today, we want both <laughs> we're learning this oh yeah i can hear that we have so much more uh just beauty to, to uncover with the lord and intimacy with him but we want to learn how to care for our soul space yeah like at the at the end of the day it isn't just about you know loving god with our soul we've got to learn how to care for the soul mm. space and so exactly what Rhonda has just said take time in the word of God, that is going to be the nourishment and the food that is going to allow you to care for your soul space. But it can't just come from a mass consumption and it can't just come from a doing, mm. like doing, doing, doing. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to get my Bible reading plan done today. Da, da, da. No, <laughs> you actually need to slow down. The word of God is not meant to be mass consumed, like, like you're gorging yourself, you know, overeating. It literally just slow yourself down. You don't have to do it every single day because you probably won't have time to do it every single day. You probably won't even have the mental space to do it every day, but at least take one time a week, a couple times a week to slow yourself, read a scripture, meditate on a scripture, rest in that scripture and let God bring healing to the soul space. Let God care for your soul space. You have to quiet yourself. Mm. You have to allow for some solitude. You have to yes. allow for some discomfort and some silence to come. And that is the only way, like it is the only way you're going to actually get underneath all the other busyness, voices, distractions. If you don't quiet yourself, if you don't Put yourself in the closet if you got a house full of kids. Sometimes I go into my closet because there's nowhere in my house to go. Find a quiet place. Meditate on a verse. Just sit with the Lord. Put on some instrumental worship music, something in your ears so you don't hear any other noise. Waves. Rhonda and I love listening to waves. Put on some waves. Whatever it is that sort of quiets your heart and get into that soul space and begin to intentionally care for your soul. Just like you would nurture a plant, just like you nurture your children, just like you nurture a pet, take some time to nurture and care for and that's how you do it and so we want to leave you with that today and remember you have wandered around this mountain long enough it's time to turn northward there is nothing that is impossible with god and discipline so let's discipline ourselves today to, to really get into some soul care deep soul care of our hearts we love you and we hope you have an amazing amazing rest of your day